today we are here with Stephen. We are back at it again. I am excited. I hope this doesn't portend what's about to happen. But earlier this afternoon, one of my massive Harry Potter posters that sits behind me for listeners who don't listen to this podcast frequently. Um, fun plug, go subscribe to Creating Magic Podcast. Listen to our full library of episodes. Um, see, there you go. Um, I have the 27 or the yeah 27 by 48 you know, movie release posters all across my apartment. One decided to crash down onto me today while I was just working like the innocent little lad that I am. Um, so that was terrifying. Anywho, that's all to say that that bad Harry Potter experience today is not going to translate to this podcast. I'm just going to be a good Harry Potter experience. Anywho, Danny, hi, hello. I am back. No one is ever going to continue consider you an innocent little lad. I am just a little lad who loves berries and cream. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and today we have Mona joining us. Hey, hey. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this. I'll tell you what, Mona, I'm super excited to be talking with you. A, because I just love talking with Harry Potter people. B, because you understand how good a torta can actually be living in Central Phoenix. (laughs) And C, because I have been an avid follower of your profile for a while now, because you seem to be living my dream in that you are collecting essentially every piece of Harry Potter merch from back in the day that I think is available. (laughs) So before we get to the merch itself, let's go back in the day for you. Where does your Harry Potter journey begin? Yeah, let's go. Well, uh, thank you for that um, intro. I'm I'm happy that um, my funky collection has been, um, I guess, uh, has some fans. So that that's awesome. Um, So for me, you know, I think like anybody in in my age range, uh, you know, when the books came out, it was just one of those things that um, that I got into. Now, on a sort of, I guess, personal note, I was a very poor reader when I was young, really, really, really really bad reader. And um, I heard, overheard somebody talking in one of my classes, overheard them talking about this new book with this wizard boy and this Hogwarts thing and this Dumbledore and all these funky words. And I was like, what is that about? And um, so, you know, eventually I was like, I need to get my hands on this book. And because I was a bad reader, um, I had just never really found like a story that had captivated me. I think that's also a testament to the people around me, you know, like there's stories that have been around for ages that I just, even children's stories um, that, you know, like I just, it weren't, weren't introduced to me, but Anyway, so what my mom did was, you know, I got this book and then she got me the tapes, tapes at the time. And so I listened to Jim Dale as he read this book to me, if you will, and I would follow along. Um, and that's sort of where I learned how to read, you know, without without that um, interaction that I had and without that process. I don't know where my reading skills would have been, um, but it definitely, you know, like it motivated me because it was a great story. It was a wonderful um, imaginative place that I was able to escape to every day. And I feel like I kind of um, related a lot to Harry Potter being in a home with people that, you know, didn't, we didn't really get along. We didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, I was sort of kept in a closet, uh, if if you will, um, being the fact that I'm gay. And all of these other things, you know, so um, it just, I don't know, it was just a, it was just a phenomenal story and a great time in my life. And ever since I picked up the book, 
I just never look back. It's always been something I kind of joke around when I say Harry Potter is my religion, but I, I do kind of mean it at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's like I it's like the one big thing that, that you know, is like amazing for me. So. As you're sitting there growing up, listening to Jim Dale, you know, learning how to read, you know, as you said, right, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's an escape and it, it's a place that provides you with a home with it. I'm, I'm all on board with calling it a religion. I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, nice. Not not least of why, because like many religions, the creator is problematic. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen, stay on topic. Um, what do you remember loving so much like what was it was it certain characters was it plot lines was it just the overall aesthetic like what really stuck with you um I think for me it was really the friendship and the bond that that you found in the book you really had people who genuinely cared about other people and that uh, not to get you know all depressing and all that stuff, but I didn't have that. You know, I really didn't feel like I had a place. Like, you know, Harry would go to um, the Dursleys and he'd be like, "Okay, well, this isn't my home, right? We know that Hogwarts is his home." Um, and so I think I was a bit envious of that escape. I was a bit envious of the fact that you know this young boy eventually was able to find a place that he fit in with people that he could call friends with people that he could have like a pseudo family with, you know, that to me was like phenomenal. You know, I was very, very envious of that. Um, you know, of course I had some friends, but a lot of, uh, a lot of the friendships that I had were nothing like, or I don't know anybody really who had a friendship, like, like the trio, but even for me on a superficial level, like the friendships that I had were all, they were sort of, they had to be fake on a certain uh, level because nobody wanted to know my true self and, you know, with culture and religion and all these things that I grew up very much immersed in, um, you know, it just, you couldn't be you. And so the fact that Harry could be, and he was sort of like welcomed to that uh, was just something great. So I love that. So would you have considered Harry as one of your favorite characters at that time, because you seem to relate to him? Or was there another character when you first read the books that you really related to slash was your favorite? Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, I related more to Harry. um, But as far as like my favorites, um, you know, of course, I I love Dumbledore. Just the fact that I feel like he has an answer for everything. He's very wise and he is like a a man of experience, you know, so he, he can pull from his experiences and say, this is how I'm going to deal with this, where a lot of people, when they get caught up in the moment, they can't do that. You know, they, they find it difficult to do. Um, so I definitely uh, always had like this admiration uh, for Dumbledore. But but yeah, Harry, I feel like I related more to um, as far as the, the characters. So who would you consider your favorite character now as an adult? Hmm. Um. That's hard. You know, I think, I don't think that it would like Dumbledore would be replaced, but I would just add on. So like, I think McGonagall is a badass, uh, like a hundred percent. There's this, you know, she, she's of course a little bit like more calloused in a way. I don't know. Like there's just some sort of like hard ass, uh, persona that she has, um, you know, where she's not as lenient, things like that, but she definitely cared. And, um, 
I mean, she's transfiguration. She's, she's a B all day. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I definitely, definitely love her. Um, Hagrid is always going to have like a special place in my heart. Cause I have, you know, somebody in my life who's sort of like a Hagrid for me. Um, you know, he kind of like, he cares a lot about me. He's sort of like, not, not that Hagrid was like a dad figure to Harry, but he was something along those lines, like an uncle or something, you know? Um, but yeah. And then I, of course I, I always love the, um, like how studious Hermione is. Like, I, I would love to have been a student like her, you know, just, just being able to go in and be so resourceful and read whatever for hours, you know, I get so distracted, even though I love reading, like after five minutes, I'm just thinking about something else, but, um, but yeah, so I guess the list can go on and on, but um, I wouldn't say, I mean, I would say Dumbledore for sure is still like definitely top. What about the books slash audio books and the movies growing up? I just pulled out a hammer, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right like, hey, I was going to get this hammer real quick. Well, no, so, so, question, <laughs> so what, what had happened was, oh, this harkens back to the original days when I used to play with lighters during recordings. Um <laughs> I was concerned because you had a lighter earlier, so I was expecting to see that, and then you just come out with a hammer. Well, no. So what? What? What had happened was I was so the way these posters, aforementioned posters, sit is right behind my view on work calls, and I had had up Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet, both of which are very uh, devoid of color. And so I was just trying to change it up. So I figure I'll put in Sorcerer's Stone and the first Fantastic Beast poster. because those both have some bright colors, you know, some optimism going on in the background. Anywho, that was what um, precipitated the, the crashing of the poster earlier. So I had the hammer because I had put up a new one. And then, anywho, uh, anywho, um, <laughs> I am playing with a hammer. Um, That's okay. You can. Yeah, it's fine. It's, 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 it's my life. Ladies, I'm single. I play with hammers and lighters, and I don't know what else to say. That's, that's um, going to help you out so much. At this point, it might. Nothing else is working. Um, <laughs> movies and books. Growing up, what were the movie and or book slash audio books that you gravitated towards, and has that changed over time? <clears throat> Obviously, aside from Harry Potter, right? Yeah, aside from Harry Potter. This No, look. <laughs> Um, if, if it's if it's um, fudge fudge tales, right, Danny? That was the name of the the incredible fudge. That was a book series. Yes, you're different generation. by Juna B. Jones or something like that. Juni B. Jones. That's 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 quite the name, actually. It might be. It has to be an author. There's Juni B. Jones is the Ramona series. No, yeah, listeners, y'all know what I'm talking about. There's some book with some kid named Fudge. And he like catches a fly in his mouth while he's walking down the street one day. And it was a whole traumatic thing for any of We're getting, look, <laughs> listeners out there, Danny gave me some judgment in that answer, but it exists. And I want you to comment and acknowledge that you know what I'm talking about. Anywho, Mona, books, audiobooks, movies. Um, so, you know, I, I actually really liked, um, this is probably like totally far from harry potter maybe it's not i don't know i really like the mafia like mafia movies so like when i was young like i totally watched like casino goodfellas a bronx tale bronx tale bronx tale is like top three movies like it it really really is like one of my faves absolutely cosign Cosign. absolutely yeah Yeah. so uh i think it was just like the like the the excitement like about those movies i just totally like and and i watched them when i was when i was uh very young you know for sure um and then as far as reading um, 
I, as something that's like separate from my Harry Potter life, um, I write poetry and like short stories and stuff. And so I got into, you know, reading like poetry, like Langston Hughes and um, Letters to a Young Poet, uh, Rainer Maria uh, Rilke, you know, all these different types of books like that. Um, but at the time that I was reading Harry Potter, I, for those for those few years, when I was like 12 and 13, I, I didn't really read anything um, at all, except for those. So, but those mafia movies though, man. Donnie Brasco too, just gotta throw that out there. Also, cause I was watching Pirates earlier for some odd reason. I don't really know why. So the Johnny Depp connection. Yeah. All, all those from like the mid seventies, late seventies up through about 2000 mafia movies were just incredible. And then they really tail off after that. Like when you have John Travolta playing John Gotti, you know, you've made a mistake. Um, <laughs> But the, that, that's that's for Mob Movie Monday on, on my other podcast. So Danny, take know. it away. Let me know. <laughs> well, so on that, do you, is like, at least for Steven, he has minimal books that kind of live in that fantasy-esque world. And based on what you said, like, are there other things that you're into that are fantasy-based? No. Um, well, I guess that's, I guess that's not true. I mean, I, I do like comic books, like I'm, I'm a, a comic um, person, but as far as like Lord of the Rings or even like getting into like Magic the Gathering, like all those kinds of things, I never got into it. Like, uh, people, people will try to recommend like fantasy type stories or books to me, assuming, you know, that, that I'll like it because I like Harry Potter, but Harry Potter stands alone for me in that there's something about, um, it, the story and everything that is just kind of on its own and very independent from anything else that, uh, that I'm interested in, you know, it's, it's uh, maybe, maybe it is kind of strange. It's like a bit of an anomaly. Cause I think most people who like Harry Potter also like these other types of things, but even like, even when I say I like comic books, like I used to collect them when I was younger with my brother. And, um, the only comic book that I'm currently reading right now is called Berserker. And that's because I really like, uh, Keanu Reeves. He wrote this, he did this comic book. So, um, and it's a good story, you know, don't get me wrong, but, uh, like I won't go to a comic book shop and pick up, you know, like any, any X-Men, whatever, and read it. If that even counts as, as, um, this sort of genre, but, um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just strange. Harry Potter is just on its own. You tell me if this resonates for you because it certainly does for me i tried going to a used bookstore the other week and just looking through all the comics and i just don't even know where to begin i know like even if you were to pick a isolate to like a character right like for me harley quinn right i don't even know where to begin because there's so many harley quinn comics then there's also like joker ones then there's batman like it, it just it's overwhelming to me i know yeah, no, it really is. And I think, I think, uh, you know, I kind of had like a head start, I guess, because when I would go and collect them when I was young, mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, sort of like easier for me. And so the way that I developed my collection of uh, like comics was just sticking to one in particular. So like uh, Spider-Man, the, the spectacular Spider-Man. And so then I went and like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to collect one through 100 and that's it, you know? So it was like that, but yeah, I'm with you. Like you just, how can you even decide like where the story even starts? That's hard to do. And especially we're in the era where a lot of things are being recreated and spinoffs and yep. they just keep yep. coming. Um, what is your Hogwarts house? We forgot to ask you that at the top of the. 
Oh, you know, I've taken two quizzes. Um, they so one of them was like the Pottermore one, and it was uh, Gryffindor, and then the other one was this one where it like presented, it like gave you like a percentage, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was like you know mostly Gryffindor, and then Ravenclaw was after that, and then I think Slytherin, then Hufflepuff, or something like that. But uh, it always seems to be Gryffindor as a consensus. So. I was like trying to figure it out, but like usually a lot of our guests will have like gear behind them or on them. I'm like, nope, she just has a regular Hogwarts. Yeah, shirt. you know, I actually I decided that I'm I'm sort of like an ambassador for Hogwarts, so like you know I kind of have to respect all the houses um, because sometimes like like for example, like I I was just recently in New York and I went to the New York Harry Potter store and um, I got one of the jerseys uh, made and it was a Ravenclaw one instead of Gryffindor and um, you know I. I just was like, all right, like I want this, you know? Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess <laughs> I, I, according to quizzes, it's, it's Gryffindor, but you know, you got to have respect for a few others. So. I support that. Thank you. I'm pro love whatever house you're in. So from starting to read the books, you are now a collector. Is it mostly all vintage or do you collect other items? So, um, all vintage pre-film items is what I, so not that I, I dislike the films because I love them. I I really do, but, um, it's got like, if it has Emma Watson or Daniel Radcliffe or Rupert Grint on it, I don't, I don't want it in my collection. Not because the, the film wasn't great, but just because they are actors and, uh, you know, their face can be on other works that they have done. Um, and so to me, it's sort of like waters down the magic that is the Harry Potter universe for me. Uh, so that's why, you know, like all of my collection is all the vintage stuff because it comes from like an artist's depiction of what the Harry Potter world looked like, which is what I love the most. And that's why, my uh like my main collection is the harry potter trading card game um and as i'm sure you know it's a discontinued game but it's 20 years old and uh just the art from the cards is what i think the majority of the people who collect the game uh what they like but the reason i like it so much is just because you know like it it does give you this sort of like um sense of at least for me like what I read when I read the books and what I saw like in my mind when I first, uh, when it was like read to me, if you will. And so it just kind of like bridges that gap. So yeah, all, all vintage stuff is, uh, is my collection. So how does this even start? Like, is there like a line of demarcation where it's like, okay, no, I'm actively trying to become a collector or is it next thing you know, it's been six months and, you've got a pile of, you know, trading cards kind of around you that you didn't plan on necessarily having. Yeah. So, um, I started collecting the Harry Potter trading card game when, um, I guess when it kind of came out, like I, I had, I had cards that were either, I think when I got into it, it was when the card game actually started to uh, fall off. Like when they were like, we're not going to do this anymore. And they discontinued it because I remember having a couple booster packs that had like a sale sticker on it. And so, um, I think, you know, I'm sure like either my mom got it for me or, um, I don't know, whatever, but I remember having, having the cards and I had them in a binder, but I never got into playing the game until the last couple of years because I just didn't have anybody around me that enjoyed playing it, that wanted to play it, whatever. Um, 
And so, uh, so yeah, I guess, you know, it just kind of started like around that time. And then fast forward a few years, I was on and off collecting like the past, uh, like eight or nine years, I would find some cards on eBay or I'd find it on like pokeorder.com and I would just buy them whenever I saw them. And then, you know, fast forward to now when a lot of other people in the community are getting into it and, uh, eBay is pretty much where I get all my, all my stuff. So. With the art, because you like it that it's not the actors mm-hmm. and this is not pre-movie, but now we have these illustrated edition, which they aren't using the actors. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Jim K and all that. Oh, yeah. I totally the do. Mina Lima Chamber of Secrets comes out this yep. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that, you know, because it, it just gives you like a different perspective, a different thing to look at. You know, it's a it's a they they paint the scenes that we can watch over and over again. You know, they paint it differently. And it sort of just like continues giving us a little bit of Harry Potter, uh, the world of Harry Potter, knowing that it's over. You know, they're they're not this. The story is over. The story is done, but we can continue getting a little bit from it. Um, so I, I totally love the, the illustrated versions for sure. On top of being a collector, you also write and create for MuggleNet. Right. Mm-hmm. Where does that come into your Harry Potter story? So um, I started a YouTube channel called Into the Flu. And um, on this YouTube channel, I open, you know, booster boxes and booster packs and all this kind of stuff for the game. But I also look at old school merchandise. And I had actually reached out to MuggleNet, like when I first started um, the YouTube channel, because I just was like, you know, maybe there's a way that we can kind of like collaborate or do something together. Um, I don't know. It was honestly just like a shot in the dark for me, because I was like, well, I'm kind of bold like that. So I'll just go and ask them if there's something that they you know, want to work on together. And, um, I sent them, you know, my YouTube channel, my Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, they proposed to me and I didn't, I didn't actually expect, I kind of thought it would be like a one-off thing. Like, you know, um, maybe we can do like a giveaway. Like what I was, what I thought was like, you know, Hey, uh, you can promote my YouTube channel or, uh, something, um, you know, and say like, Hey, this is what this person is doing. And then in return, I would give them something to do like a giveaway because I know they do a lot of giveaways and stuff like that um, for their website. So I thought it was going to be something like that. But then they were like, you know, um, why don't you just write for us if you want? You know, you can just become a writer for us and you'll have your own column and you can write articles monthly. And, you know, we can kind of see how that goes. And then in return, of course, they would not only, you know, in the article you have like all of my stuff, you know, like the, um, Instagram and the YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's also kind of a way for me to continue building on and we can work together. And so it worked out perfectly. It was uh, it was a really, really good opportunity. And I was very thankful that they gave me the opportunity to do that. Um, and I think it's been what five months now ish doing that. So it's been fun. How have you, if you have at all, I don't know, um, how have you discovered your voice and or grown into it, right? Because certainly it's a different type of writing, right? To all of a sudden be writing for a, a you know, consumable, you know, very wide kind of audience like that. Mm-hmm. How, how, how has that been for you? 
It's really kind of, um, it's, it was interesting. Cause at first I asked, you know, I was like, um, first of all, like, what am I going to write about? Like I had, I had really had no idea how I would kind of go about this entire, um, thing. Like I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm gonna have a column, but like, what is it that I would be producing? I was almost afraid that I actually wouldn't have anything to produce that maybe like they would expect me to do this and write about that, you know, anyway, but, um, they've been, you know, so kind as to give me the freedom to write about whatever I want to write about. Um, and knowing that it obviously sticks with my vintage collection and my, um, adoration of the vintage stuff, as well as, um, the Harry Potter trading card game. That's like a big, big deal, you know? Um, uh, at least for my collection in my life. And so, so, um, I would say it's been really easy because I'm just writing about the stuff that I would have an episode on essentially, you know? So like I wrote about, um, a deck, for example, like the breakdown of a deck and, you know, what that means if you want to become a player, um, how you play the game. That was another one that I did. And then, um, I think I started like one of my first or second articles was writing about the Harry Potter book of spells, which was an old tiger electronics um, game slash toy that they made. Um, So it's just been, I mean, it's really been uh, great being able to kind of just write about whatever it is that I would end up talking about. And I think having the YouTube channel sort of gave me a bit of practice to do that because I'm just verbalizing things that, you know, I, I, someone would otherwise just look at and say, okay, cool. That's a toy, you know, but, you know, being able to get into more depth with it and do my own research and look at where it came from and all that kind of stuff has been, uh, been pretty, pretty easy. Kind of came, came nice for me. I want to talk a little bit about intentionality in the sense that, you know, certainly uh, I'll, I'll use our own experience here on this podcast as the comparison point, right? When we started this, in January of 2020s when we first started releasing episodes, if I'm remembering correctly, right, Danny? Yeah. Um, you know, I know we started planning for it back in October of 19 thereabouts, but, you know, I don't think we had any master plan. And I mean, Lord knows, I mean, we love what we're doing. So I don't say this negatively, but it's not like we're Apple's number one podcast right now, you know, but as we've gone through this journey, it's almost been like we've kind of just felt our way in a very sensory kind of in the moment kind of feel to get to where we are. And so I'm curious for you, you know, as you became a collector, as you started the YouTube, as MuggleNet got back to you, right? How do you think about whatever it is you want to do next, right? As you continue to grow your presence and and continue to to be someone who's a very present member of the community, is is there a grand master plan or is it really just um, I'm seeing where the world is taking me? You know, I I definitely... um did not, nor do I really have a master plan of, of where any of this is going to take me. Um, when I started the YouTube channel, it was because there was not already a YouTube channel dedicated to the Harry Potter trading card game or to like vintage stuff, uh, vintage Harry Potter merchandise. So you'll find at least one that I didn't know of. So if one is out there that I didn't know of, then, um, hopefully there's room enough for the both of us. But, um, I remember, you know, just kind of like chatting with some people in the community and anytime 
somebody had questions about something like decks or building them or how to play or anything like that, there was like a small group of people that you had to know existed in order to get these questions answered. And so, um, you know, I was like, well, not that I know all the answers because I have, I don't, I, I mean, I, I go to people for, for, um, for help all the time, but I was like, it'd be kind of cool to just sort of like show off the collection and talk about it and answer some of these questions and create a space for people to come to who are interested in this very prevalent but small place of the Harry Potter history. Um, you know, because the problem is a lot of people forget where we come from, right? What that means is everybody is so interested in the movies and interested in the actors and interested in all this stuff, but it's like, I mean, who, whose uh, shoulders are we standing on essentially? And, and for me, that's why it's important to bring the card game to the forefront, to talk about the old school toys and stuff that people literally forgot about or never even knew existed or never cared to know. They're like, well, who cares? It's, it's done now. I care because I love it. Like that to me is the best part about it. If I go, like I can go to a store right now a toy store and buy like an action figure of Daniel Radcliffe. Well, that, that doesn't do it for me. I, I want the one where some weird looking little Waldo boy is, it has a lightning scar on his forehead and looks lost AF. I want that dude, because that to me is what, um, you know, I think, I think the Harry Potter community should appreciate and that that's what they should be looking at. And so when I developed, when I, when I first started the the YouTube channel, it was specifically for that, just to introduce the stuff that I loved that was in my um, personal collection and to have a dedicated spot for the Harry Potter trading card game. Um, gameplay with people, um, opening booster packs, opening booster boxes. And I also, to be like, you know, to be real, I wanted to sort of get rid of the stigma that you shouldn't open Harry Potter trading cards. That to me, I don't know if you, if you're familiar or if you kept up with it, but Months ago, during the pandemic, there was this huge spike in the Harry Potter trading cards. I mean, all of us, all of us sort of, um, you know, I guess benefited from it because more people were getting interested in it. Um, but then there was also this sort of like downfall in the game itself because people were getting interested in it in order to flip product and sell it. Um, so you had things like a like a Chamber of Secrets booster box that were that was being sold for like five thousand dollars, something like that. When literally four months ago, if you will, four months prior to that, I bought it for like 40 bucks, you know? So just to give you an idea of this like spike. Um, so I didn't love that because I felt like the people who were really interested in getting into the game and people like myself and some other people who had been in the game and who had enjoyed it and had collected it before these, um, you know, scalpers came in to claim that they enjoyed the game. It sort of like watered it down for us. I feel like I would like to, to be, if, if I can be um, so frank as to say, like, you know, who are you to come into this community and, and now create what you've created, which is like essentially this place where people come to, try to just make money off of a dead game that's been dead, mind you, for over two decades or about two decades, you know? So it's like now all of a sudden you're interested in it because you want to essentially uh, make money from it. And so I think being, I think opening booster back booster um, packs and booster boxes sort of watered down that idea. And it was like, Oh, well, if she's opening it, then, 
you know, maybe I should, you know, maybe it's, there's going to be more cards circulating. Maybe if I pull a Dobby's disappearance, somebody won't try to sell it for 500 bucks because now there's one extra in the community. I have no idea. Um, but I think that was a bit of like, that's why I would open these um, boxes and packs. And I've had people be like, how are you opening those? It hurts me every time you, I see you open it. And I'm like, why? Why does it, why does it hurt you? Because I mean, it's meant to be opened and, and as a player, cause I'm, a, I play the game every, every week. Um, so as a player, it was imperative that I open it because I'm trying to build decks. You know what I mean? So it's just the, it was just a, a great divide, I think. But, um, but yeah, so just, just being able to have a place to introduce like the old school stuff, uh, to people was really the, the main intention of, of into the flu. You've mentioned indirectly a couple different times in there ways where you engage with other people through this. And so I'm curious, and this is a question that I fully admittedly have stolen from my now defunct other podcast um, that I used to do. Um, What has the community meant to you? And and certainly you can define that however you choose to. I, I would probably say there's kind of varying semi-concentric circles of Instagram people, YouTube people, you know, the, you know, the game people, right? What, as you've gotten deeper and deeper into this, what has community meant to you? Um, you know, there, since, since I've been posting a lot, you know, on Instagram, at least for the past, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months, at least, um, consistently i've had a lot of really really good feedback it's been really nice and you know people have been like hitting me up asking me questions and all that kind of stuff but um mostly just being able to make these uh connections with people who are interested in the same things that you're interested in is something that um i feel is sort of like a lost um uh, it's just it's not prevalent really uh, anymore and and because of the pandemic it was difficult to do right so like Um, You know, I couldn't just go to like the card shop and find someone playing uh, Harry Potter. Um, Number one, I couldn't go to the card shop, period, because it was a pandemic. But because this card game specifically is a dead game, that's why when I that's why I said earlier that I didn't play it when I was younger, when I had a few cards laying around um, here and there. I didn't play it because I just didn't have anybody to play it with. Um, so it was, um, it, it's, it's been really nice, you know, just being able to like, I, I've met up with a couple local people. Um, there's two local guys that one of them is in the, well, they're both sort of in the league, but, um, one of them plays frequently. And then, um, the other one I met up, uh, once or twice to teach him how to play. And so just being able to kind of find, uh, people who enjoy the game when at one point I thought, um, no one even remembered the game. So it's been really cool to be able to, to have, some of the people in the community uh, or at least people being able to create a community for the Harry Potter trading card game. It's been awesome. I have one more pseudo question and Danny, I promise I will share the microphone. Um, I, this, this one just hit me cause I kind of sort of remembered. I used to live in Phoenix. Um, Bookman's Bookman's I, that so listeners who aren't from the kind of central Arizona going down towards Tucson way area, uh, incredible used book, video game, entertainment, like pseudo yeah. thrift store of sorts called Bookman's. Oh my God. I miss it there. That place had everything you could want. I used to spend yeah. hours walking around there. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bookman's. 
Yeah, Bookman's is cool. Book Bookman's is an awesome spot. Actually, I did you did you ever go to Zia Records or do you are you familiar with Zia yes. Records? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I actually found like, I don't know, maybe four months ago, I was at Zia Records and I found a um Chamber of Secrets like starter deck, which was like awesome because i was like yo that look at this like i was i was wondering like you know have i ever like passed it or like have i ever been in like bookman's or zia or one of these places where people sort of take their old stuff too and i just never like noticed the cards or something but that was the second time that i had found harry potter trading cards in a place like that the first one was actually at bookman's and it makes me so sad because i i was like I don't know what happened, but like I was, I was there and I think I bought like one, but I really should have bought all of them. <laughs> and I, cause I, I was like, no one's in my mind. I was like, no one even cares about this game, you know? So by the time I went back to buy some more, they were all gone. And I was like, Oh, someone does care about the game, but I don't know who it was. So, <laughs> but yeah, those are, those are cool spots. You just need like a little calling card. They're like, Hey, if you're interested, contact me, we can hang out. I know. I know that would be, um, I probably should do something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel about the new content we are getting with fantastic beasts, game shows and everything else they're trying to do since you do have a love for all the vintage side of things? Um, I don't mind Fantastic Beasts, but it, to me, it's not, it's not a Harry Potter. It's, 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 it's not, it's its own thing, you know, like, even though there's like a young Dumbledore and whatever else, I, I still enjoy it. Um, but like in my collection, for example, I have no Fantastic Beasts, anything, unless it was gifted to me. Um, and if I like the person, I'll keep it. Uh, just, just for that alone. But if I don't, I probably have gotten rid of it. <laughs> so, I enjoy that disclaimer. Yeah. It's like, eh, whatever. Um, you, but yeah, you know, you do, you do have two, not just one, but two of that awful libretto manuscript thing from Cursed Child that I disappointingly read like six years ago. Yeah. Um, same again, a gift. Uh, because I collect, uh, I collect the, um, books in different languages. That's another a collection. Oh, yo, so I do that. Tom Bien. Oh. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So I had a, my, my cousin actually got me one, uh, in Russian. And then, um, I think, uh, another person got me one of these, but, but yeah, so that, that's probably the only, maybe the only thing. Um, but again, I did read it also. I, I didn't love it, but the same with um, Fantastic Beasts. I actually enjoyed the movies, but it, again, it's just a separate thing. It's just a magical sort of world um, that, you know, is, I guess kind of a, I know it's supposed to be like a prequel type thing, but I don't know. And I don't know what game, I don't know about a game show. Is that, is that a thing? Is that what something's happening with a game show? Oh, it's a thing. Uh, damn. It's, it's they're they're doing it for the 20th anniversary of the first movie coming out this November. Um, Helen Mirren is hosting it for Great. reasons passing my understanding. Other than of course Helen Mirren is awesome, but yeah, she she wants. <laughs> I don't. There's no Potter tie in there, so mm. color me confused. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Um, I also I did hear about the uh, the show that will be released it's like a series like a harry potter series on hbo or something like that i'm sorry what was that yeah uh apparently there's like a gonna be a harry potter series on hbo um 
if you want to do a quick Google search, you're more than welcome to do that. Yeah, that's that's how I'm going to be spending the next 65 seconds. So, Danny, feel free to vamp. Yeah, um, I, I did hear about that, but that was kind of the only thing, which, of course, I would watch. I mean, I like I'm, I would watch all these things like I support any like, you know, I'll support the stuff that comes from the Harry Potter world. Um, but, you know, for me, I'm just like, all right, cool. I watched it. All right, cool. I read it like with this book. Like, all right, I read it, you know, but to me, I'm like, it's just not the same. We see how much stuff is coming out with Star Wars and spinoffs and everything. If you could choose a story that is told within the Wizarding World, the Harry Potter books, a character, any type of thing, what story would you like to see become a TV show or movie? Mm. You know, when, when when you were asking me, the first, the first character that came to my head was Snape. And I think there's like a lot of, sort of like mystery behind Snape. We know a lot about him, right? Um, but there's just so much more that I feel like maybe could be told, maybe more about, I don't know, like his family or something. Just that deep-seated hatred that he has is just like phenomenal to me. I'm like, bruh, mm-hmm. you've been keeping on, you've been holding this for a while. Like, um, but yeah, I mean that, and then of course, like I heard rumors years ago, which I don't, I actually don't even think was real, but um, uh, that J.K. Rowling was going to write a like series based on Hermione's perspective, like still going through from the same time and everything, but from Hermione's perspective, which I thought would have been great. That would have been awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I would have to maybe just say either Snape or even like Hagrid. I feel like we know, like we know enough about Hagrid, but then we don't at the same time. Like, I want to know what his parents look like. I want to see him as a kid. I want to know more about his life at Hogwarts. Um, You know, uh, I'd probably say one of those. Even like with the chamber of secrets, like Mm -hmm. we get like this little 10 second glimpse of him and Aragog. That'd be interesting to no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Why do you got to put that out into the universe? We don't need more spider content in this world. Uh, we got eight-legged freaks. We've got Chamber of Secrets. We've got other spider stuff. We're, we're good. We're done. No, I'm with you. Actually, I do want that. Oh. Um, I, I, and actually, the only reason is because, like, I want to know was he even a good like wizard? Okay. So for example, like in the Harry Potter card game, like in the trading card game, when you're, have either of you like played it or do you guys like nothing, right? Do you guys nothing? Okay. So in the card game, you have a starting character and your starting character has to be either a witch or a wizard. So you couldn't like, for example, start with grip hook. Okay. Because grip hook's not a witch or a wizard, but Rubius Hagrid is not a wizard. He's just, nothing he's just Hagrid and so there's like this sort of like conversation that's taken place in the community about like I wish they would have made him that because he was obviously at Hogwarts he was obviously a wizard he his um his umbrella has his wand in it so he obviously had all of that like why didn't why didn't they make him a wizard so I would have kind of um maybe liked to see if he was even any good or like what he was like uh, during those years, sans spiders for you. Yeah, yeah. My my take is Hagrid has to be a good wizard, if only because he's able to do functionally pragmatic magic with a broken wand when he didn't get a full education. 
True like, you put all that together and he's still like making it work. I mean, making why like Dumbledore or like nobody at Hogwarts server like, hey man, here's a new wand. Just don't tell anybody. Or like, yeah. hey man, here's some lessons. Like I don't, that's kind of like Harry not offering the Weasleys any money for all the food and, and board that he kind of got off them for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Hagrid has to have some talent. Otherwise he's not making it as far as he has in life. I'm with you on that. I'm cool with that. So no need for a series, whoever. He he just answered. Series done. Nope. HBO, cross it off <laughs> the list. Spider free. Yeah, get it out of here. <laughs> All right. So some random questions. What is your favorite book and favorite movie? Hmm, favorite book, I would have to say, um, is uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. And favorite movie is always just going to be the first one for me. I don't know. It's just like nostalgic, I guess. Uh, there are so many uh, other ones that are, you know, obviously better. Um, but I definitely love um, Sorcerer's Stone for sure. Um, if I can, though, just say what I don't like. And that would be uh, Goblet of Fire. I, I dislike how the, okay. In, in both movie or both? Let's oh, the, the movie. I'm sorry. The okay. movie. What I really, really love about the book is all the details that they left out of the movie. Um, like that wicked tale of Barty Crouch. I mean, it just like left me sort of feeling like dark in here. And I was like, this this book right here is where everything started to become adult. So that people mm-hmm. like today, like adults are like, oh, it's a kid's book. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. But, uh, you know, like realistically, like once you get into that story or even 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 the third, like. We're talking about a prisoner here, okay? Like it's it's in the title, okay? Like these kids help this prisoner like chuck up deuce and leave. Like that to me is phenomenal. So, but anyway, yeah, like that that tale that was told was like really really dark. Um, but the thing that I really love about the maze uh, when they were in the maze is when Harry comes in contact with the Sphinx, and people don't like they forget that that's even a scene and i'm just like yo that's amazing like i I wish they would have put that in the movie but they didn't so therefore i hate yeah i I had brunch with someone the other day who was trying to tell me that goblet was their favorite movie and it was at that point that i lost all interest in the brunch i was having yeah i don't I, i i almost left if not for like whatever like things my parents taught me about being respectful kind of were in the back of my head i would have been gone gone um yeah nah we've been doing movie rewatches and we keep putting that one off oh yeah i don't want to watch that one i mean yeah like well because michael michael gambin is awful i'm just gonna say it i've said it once i've said it again he's bad they remove all the good stuff from goblet and then on top of that look if you really okay look my thoughts on michael gambin aside your thoughts and a lot of our thoughts on the things they removed from the book and did not put into the movie aside. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing is supposed to be a mystery of like, who's doing this? What's going on? Why does all this bad stuff keep happening? Then in the first scene of the movie, you get this manic, frenetic looking guy doing this tongue flick in front of Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And then like two scenes later, you see Mad-Eye Moody do a tongue flick and you're like, huh, well, there, there, there it is. Probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, a mystery solved. Yeah. Why did no, they even, what is that? What was up with that? I was no like, need you know. for the, no need for Scooby and the gang in the mystery machine. Cause yeah. jinkies, we solved it. 
stupidest, stupidest thing. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't like it for a lot of reasons. That is now added to the list. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like they could have done so much better, you know, with 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 a lot of things. But also, just why are you taking out? I know you can't do the entire movie based on the the book, right? Because it's like seventy five thousand pages. I get that, but I don't know. Shame. It is a shame, especially because I love David Tennant so much. Yeah. It's just wild to me that David Tennant did that, like just over the and I'm not I'm not criticizing it, it's just like over the top performance. Yeah. Like he just comes in and is just going nuts in the in the, the trial scene. And then at the end, yeah. you know, father, you know, the whole thing, right? And yeah. then there's that really weird yeah. Dumbledore, like, show me yours, I'll show you mine thing, which still doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me to this day. I don't understand. Anywho, David Tennant, like, brought all this energy and he's acting against freaking Michael Gambon, who is this cold, ambiguous just aloof man who doesn't seem to know what he, Oh my God, Danny, ask another question. I can't, we're going to be here all night. I can't. It's bad. It's so damn bad. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, Stay tuned for creating magic's goblet of fire rewatch listeners. It'll be a real doozy. I wonder where we're going to fall on that one. Straight up. That's funny. All right. If you were at Hogwarts, what class would you take? Um, Probably just one, right? Just one top class, top class. You know, I, I would probably take potions. I just love, like, I mean, Snape aside, like I I would deal with his craziness, but I just, I would love to be able to just sit there and because it's so, it's so much a uh, witch and wizard thing, you know, like a transfiguration of spells, all that kind of stuff for sure. But um, I would just have Harry teach me all that, but uh, like potions, I don't know. I just, I just dig it. I would totally do that. What position would you play on a Quidditch team? Just for the thrill of it, not because I think I would be good. I would I would like to be seeker. Like I, I'm almost certain like I wouldn't be the best, but like I'm gonna go ahead and play that. Just just because like let me try, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could be on the intramural team. <laughs> yeah. Having yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I forgot to warn you, and this is on me. We like to shout out other creators or people whose content we're enjoying so we are going to head into our creator shout outs if you have someone great if not that's fine too my shout out for this week goes to one of the cast from the harry potter films hugh mitchell who listeners will know as colin creevy um Day of recording here, posted a photo of himself on his Instagram, Hugh Mitchell Photography, where he's holding, I mean, he's a photographer now, so it makes sense he's holding a camera, but, and because he was the actor, it makes sense. He just looks like grown-up Colin. Like, it's almost like the exact same pose from, like, you know, the promotional photos from Chamber of Secrets where Colin's holding that old-fashioned camera. Anywho, I saw a bunch on my feed today of people doing the kind of the split screen of then and now with him, and that was really cool. So, Hugh, I know you're a listener. Um, if you want to come on this podcast, I promise I will not spend ample time, if much at all. We'll see. Bashing some of your fellow cast's performance in the movies. Um, we can gladly talk about anything else. Um, Danny, what about you? My shout out is Geek Antique. 
Um, it is a shop called Geek Antique Design. You can find them on Instagram at Geek Antique. And they make handmade potion bottle necklaces. So they have a bunch of different designs, different inspiration throughout the books. So and they have fun photos. They have really enjoyably bright and vibrant photos that they post of their designs. Awesome. Um, so for me, uh, I have two. So one of them um, is a YouTube channel called Nostalgia Collectible Investments. Um, a friend of mine, Emilio, is the one that uh, that runs that. Uh, for anybody who's getting into the new like MetaZoo stuff, uh, which is a new card game that's out. Um, he does a lot of that, but also just kind of talks about old school games. And then, um, another buddy of mine, whose name is Doug, he has a Twitch channel almost better than silence. Um, so he does like live, uh, game play, uh, box openings, uh, stuff like that. So, um, I would say both of them, they're great content creators and go check them out. Well, Mona, this has been super fun. I'll tell you what, I have somewhere in my collection, which is just a mess of a room. Um, I saw you posted recently that Coca-Cola Magic um, Sorcerer Stone, yeah, um, which is real cool. Um, I, too, don't want to open up the CD. Um, your, your, your page is incredible. As someone who is a casual viewer, um, brings me a lot of joy just to see all the stuff you keep posting because it, it definitely does bring me back. And to your point that you've made many times tonight, there is something special and, and unique and and inherently nostalgic and fun about a lot of the pre-movie merch. So thank you for sharing that with the world. And certainly thank you for uh, putting up with our Punch and Judy act here on Creating Magic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, I'm really happy that uh, you enjoy the photos and, and uh, that my collection has been able to do something more than just collect dust. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. So before we sign off, why don't Oh, we I it? forgot it. Damn it. Look, 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 it was my you fault. You were doing so for, well. You were like headed there and you just didn't make the connection. It was what my fault it? that it was my fault that we forgot to get your house at the top because I jumped in pretty quick and it was my fault here at the end that we forgot to give you a chance to plug your Instagram or your YouTube by dropping those, those links here. So um, <laughs> all good. Oh, I... yeah. Damn it. So why don't you let us know where people can find you on all the things? Cool. So um, Instagram and uh, TikTok are at Harry Potter Morsey. Uh, that's my last name, M-O-R-S-Y. I do have a YouTube channel called into the flu where I just kind of mess around opening up some, some random uh, stuff and all about uh, it's, it's really more dedicated to the old school stuff, obviously. Um, and then if you're interested in reading and you'd like to read some articles that I write, um, I write for MuggleNet as well as um, an Italian magazine called the Rolling Library. Um, so you can find those if you just go to my Instagram and go to my link tree, uh, you can, you can find all that stuff there. Oh, and if you are interested in getting into the Harry Potter trading card game and you would like to play uh, or learn how to play, then you can also um, find the league, the Into the Flu Harry Potter uh, trading card game league that we meet up every single um, week, twice a week over webcam. And if you don't have any cards, don't worry. You can hit me up and I will uh, get you some cards so you can play. That is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Anything else you want to add, Stephen? No, I went over to tonight. The two important things I just didn't even didn't even come close to hitting. So 
it, it was a pleasure. I'm going to go scold myself until the next time we do a recording. So, um, no, really, Mona, thank you. Um, oh, thank you. I, I actually, I think you scared me about talking about the podcast, so I forgot to even mention it. But whoever wants to go, uh, they'll find they'll find that link anyway. So <laughs> nothing says we did a good job. Like one of our guests saying we scared them. So on that note, creating magic, that's a wrap. We'll see y'all next time. Now, listen to your mind. I'm in bed. So I'm going to come up with another clever idea to get us killed. What? Expelled.